So I want to get into some NFL talk today. Happy Saturday, though, first. Happy Saturday. Um, hope you guys enjoy your holiday weekend. Veterans Day is on Monday, so you make sure, you know, give tribute, pay tribute to the veterans. But we got an interesting day in college football today. A lot of ranked matchups, a lot of matchups that are big. We, of course, the biggest one, LSU and Alabama. You can go back and listen to my last few episodes and hear my take on the LSU and Alabama matchup and how I feel on that. But as we do on a weekly basis, I'm going to give you guys my Week 10, my Week 10 NFL predictions. I've been doing a good job of picking my games. And also, we might even talk about some Browns talk and a little bit more, just more football. Um, so uh, let's go, guys. Let's go. Okay, so my Week 10 NFL Week 10 picks. Here go my picks right here. Um, we started on, started off well, 1-0 Thursday Night Football with me picking the Raiders over the Chargers. I think I went with the final score of 30-24. to um, So the Chargers won that game. So let's just start at the top. 1 o'clock game, 1 o'clock Eastern, Detroit at Chicago. Chicago's three-point three point favorite. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Detroit. I think Detroit, they've been playing well the last few weeks. They've just ran into some better teams, I think. Um Matthew Stafford, of course we all know that he he, he doesn't have that one signature win, but mm, you gotta do what you gotta do. I think Detroit I think Detroit's team is a little bit more put together think they're more, it's a well-oiled machine. I think Mitch Trubisky is probably the biggest anchor um, at the quarterback position that is holding his team back. Um, he, he's holding this team, he's holding this Chicago's team back. This, they got a good, they got a good bunch of, they got a good list of receivers. They got a good running back, they got a good running game. Uh, we all know how great the Chicago defense is. And Mitch Trubisky has played in seven games and he's, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in five of them. So, he, he he's struggling. He's struggling majorly, big time. And as I predicted before the season, I said, "Hey, Trubisky, he's gonna be the guy. He has limitations, and he's gonna be the reason why Chicago don't don't does not take it to the next level." So I got I have Detroit winning this game. I think it's gonna be close. It's at Chicago, um, but I have Detroit winning this game, twenty one seventeen, Detroit. Kansas City at Tennessee. Kansas City get their MVP, Patrick Mahomes, back. Um, Matt Moore, the two games that he played in, played really well. Uh, Andy Reid, great offensive mastermind. And then it does help when you have a lot of weaponry on offense. It does help. But Matt Moore played very well. But I'm sure coming down the stretch, the last stretch of the season, I'm sure that Kansas City will like to have their MVP quarterback. They would love to have one of the best quarterbacks in football. When it's all said and done, I think this kid's going to be a Hall of Famer if he can stay healthy. They get Mahomes back. 
I like how the way their defense has been playing the last few weeks. I'm I'm still not sold on it, uh, quite frankly. But I like how they've been playing. Kansas City's in good position. They're first in division, even though they have the they have the Raiders right behind them. But they're first in the in the division. I think they get Mahomes back. I think they'll start to go on a little bit of a run right here, where they start to break away and try to clinch and get some home field during the playoffs. So I have, t- and I'm not so sure about Tennessee. I don't know what Tennessee I'm getting. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill's the starter. It, it, it's bad. It's bad. So I'm gonna go with Kansas City with this with this win. Kansas City 34, Tennessee 17. Okay, two New York teams, the Giants at Jets. Giants at Jets. I think this is a must win for the Giants. I don't think Pat Shermer could lose. I don't think he can lose to a Jets team, Adam Gase led Jets team that's lo- that's that lost to my I don't think he can lose to that game. I don't think he can lose that game. He cannot. He he shouldn't actually. He should not lose this game. Um, the Jets are the Jets are three point underdog. I'm gonna take the points. I think the Giants should win this game. Um, neither team is doing too good, of course. Both going through their rebuilding stage, but I think the Giants should be able to pull out this victory, and I'm gonna go with them to win 21 14. I'm excuse me. I'm sorry. 21 24 Giants. Arizona, number one o'clock game, Arizona and Tampa Bay. Arizona's a four-point, four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the points. I like how Arizona has been playing this year. Um, surprisingly, with their weak O-line, they have not given up a lot of sacks, surprisingly. You would think with them being having a young quarterback and not so good of an offensive line, you would think, hey, their quarterback, your young quarterback is getting killed. Well, no, that is not the case at all. He's getting the ball out quick. Um, I think him, I think Kyle Murray and Cliff, and Cliff Kingsbury is a perfect match and a good fit. And I think that's part of the reason why Kyle Murray is working right now in the league. Um, I think that's that's I think that's a part of the reason why he's working. He he has a guy that can relate. He has a guy that runs a similar offense. They are a perfect match for each other. Um, Tampa Bay, I don't I don't know what Tampa Bay I'm getting week in, week out, on a weekly basis. One week, Jameis Winston throws for five interceptions. Another week, he throws for three, four touchdowns. He had a good day against Seattle last week, but uh, I just don't trust it. And plus, I like how Arizona's been playing these last few weeks. Arizona's been really playing their butts off. Um, they just had they 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 have just ran into some tough opponents like the Saints and the 49ers. Tough NFC opponents, but I think the Cardinals get over the hump this week with a victory, and I'm gonna have them winning 30 to 24. 30 to 24 Cardinals. Uh another one o'clock game, CBS, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh Cincinnati is a 10-point underdog. I'm gonna take the points and some more. Um Baltimore should win this game by a lot. Cincinnati's currently one of also one of those teams that's in the rebuilding stage. Andy Dalton, uh, they gotta they 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 they're gonna have to move on. They're gonna have to find a guy or hope that whoever they have as his replacement, hope that he shows a little light. But Andy Dalton it doesn't work. Um, they're they're just they're just in a rebuilding stage. I have Baltimore winning this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be close. I like how Baltimore play, of course. We all know Baltimore's one of the top teams in the league. Baltimore should, with even though with Pittsburgh getting hot and getting a few wins their way, 
I think Baltimore should be able to win this division, close out this division, this, division, this weak division that they have been placed in and been blessed with, and take and take advantage and throughout the playoffs. So I have Baltimore winning this game and advancing to seven and three with the total score of twenty eight to seven. Twenty eight seven Baltimore. One another one o'clock game, Buffalo at Cleveland. Um, I predicted that Cleveland would turn their season around last week and go up to Denver and handle predict the Broncos really well. Okay, unfortunately, that did not happen. Of course, of course, it's the Browns. It's the, it's the dysfunctional Browns. But they are three point favorites. I don't know. This 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 is one of the tough games, and this is one of the games to really look out for and pay close attention to this this weekend because I can really see the Browns on Sunday. I can really see the Browns coming out here and winning this game with you know with being humiliated these last few weeks and not having you know all the backlash and all the media attention that they're getting and receiving. I can see it taking a lot out of them. Um, Buffalo, on the other hand, Buffalo, you know, good line play defensively and offensively. Great coaching staff. They're well coached and well managed. Uh, offensively, I think they're they they're lim- they're they are they are limited offensively a little bit too much for myself for my liking. I think they're a little bit too limited. Uh, I think they gotta you know the next steps for this Buffalo team to take to the next level next year or the next few years is. Let's see what let's see what um Josh Allen can do when you give him the, the when you give him the availability and you give him time. Let let's see let's let's see what he could do because I think this is going to be this is going to be the show show and the telltale whether or not if this was just one of those seasons where Buffalo got high and they had a nice little favorable schedule or is this uh, is this sustainable? And can we are we are, are we going to see the same Buffalo team for the next few years where they are competitive? They win they win a lot of games, but they're they're too they're too limited offensively for me. They're really good defensively. I mean, I I, I really do not I I really don't want to pick the Browns this week. I really don't because they they really let me down last week. But I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna pick the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Browns. I'm gonna pick the Browns to win this game. I really don't know why, but I I I I predicted they would turn their season around. I, I'm not so sure if it's still gonna happen. This is a Twix. I'm gonna go with the Browns to win this game. They're at home. Hopefully that gives them some added motivation. I have the Browns winning this game. I'm gonna have them winning this game. Twenty-seven twenty. 27-20 Browns. New or- Atlanta goes down to New Orleans. Um, New Orleans is a 13.5-point favorite. I'm going to take the points. Uh, New Orleans, they're clicking on all cylinders. Most tend, most tend to think that New Orleans, or some tend to think that New Orleans is the best team in, in the NFC. I have them rated as the second-best team in the NFC. Uh, I like New Orleans, of course. Sean Payton, great coach. Uh, Atlanta, not really much to talk about. Not really much to talk about. Uh, Dan Quinn will probably get fired by the end of the season. And there will be a job opening down there in Atlanta. So, I have New Orleans winning this game. And I don't think it's going to be close. I have New Orleans winning this game 31-21. I'm sorry. 31-21 New Orleans. 
Four o'clock game, Miami at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is coming off a law, a heartbreaking loss to Pittsburgh. Adam Veritari could not finish the job. So I'm going to take Indianapolis to win, despite Miami coming off a W and Indianapolis coming off a hard-earned or hard-fought, but in a losing effort. I'm going to take Indianapolis to win. They're a 10-point favorite. I'm going to take the points. Indianapolis wins. Indianapolis wins 28-17. Carolina at Green Bay. This is probably one of the biggest games of the day. Four o'clock game on Fox. Green Bay is a four and a half favorite, four and a half point favorite. I think Green this game's gonna be hard fought. I think Green Bay gets out of here with the win. Even though they've been struggling to stop the run this entire year, I think they will be able to find a way to get out of here. They're in Lambeau. I think they'll find a way to get back and win this game. Against Carolina, Kyle Allen, he it seems like he is the future. Or him, or even Will Greer is the future in Carolina. But I'm going to take Green Bay to win this game this week. They need to get back on track and stay on top of the NFC North. So total score: Green Bay Packers. Green Bay twenty. No, excuse me. Green Bay thirty. Carolina twenty. Four o'clock game. Rams at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a four-point underdog. I'm going to take the points. I think the Rams win, though. The Rams do win. I think the Rams are going to try to make a solid push for the postseason. I don't know if they're going to get there, but I think they're going to make a solid push for the for the postseason. I'm glad to see that Mike Tomlin and the Steelers get that got their act together the last few weeks. They're now back at 500, and they're so, they're showing some signs of life. But let's just be honest, they're a kick away from not being 500 and 3 and 5. And they're going against the Rams this week. The Rams are a better team. I think the Rams will, they have much more to play for right now. It's, it's do or die for them at this point. So I have the Rams winning this game 34-27 Rams. 8 o'clock game, Minnesota at Dallas. Dallas is a three-point favorite. No Adam Thielen for no Adam Thielen for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Dallas to win this game. Now I think this this is one this is also another tough game to pick. I think Dallas was I think Dallas is gonna win this game. Sunday night football at home, back to back division wins. They they shown they have all Dallas have all the ingredients to be a championship team and a Super Bowl caliber team. They have all the ingredients. Now it's just all about consistency. Can we get some consistency from Dallas? If we can get that, more people will start to have more faith in them. But we don't get the consistency part. So that's where people in the media lacks faith in the Cowboys. Um, with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, we all know, has a well-documented history of not playing well in primetime games. Either his defense not showing up and he not showing up. Either way, he is not. He does not have a good win-loss record in primetime. Um, I like. I think this. I think this Minnesota team is fool's gold. To be honest, I said that when I was doing my top ten this past week. I think Minnesota's. I think Minnesota's fool's gold. I like their. I love their roster. But I think Dallas will be too much for ha- too much to handle for Kirk Cousins. I think Dallas will try to get an early jump and head start and lead, and those pass rushes for Dallas I think would get all over top of Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Monday Night Football, probably the biggest game of the week in the in, in week ten. 
Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco is a six and a half point favorite. I'm going to take the points. I think Seattle is not as good as their records say. I think the only reason why they're as relevant as they are is Russell Wilson. Seattle's very Russell Wilson dependent, and I'm going to get more. I'm going to touch bases on more on that. But they're very much they're very much Russell Wilson dependent. They are do or die without him. If he has a great game, Seattle will probably win. If he has, if he doesn't play like. Superman, Seattle probably falls short, and that's not his fault because he has a horrible defense. Um, the secondary is looking shaky, um, but I think Seattle is going to give San Francisco a good fight, but I think I'm going to take the Niners to win this game. Uh, I just love what Kyle Shanahan is doing with this team. I think the 49er defense will be able to slow down Russell Wilson just a tad bit to give the 49ers offense some breathing space and room. And I think San Francisco will continue their undefeated season. And I think they'll win this game against Seattle on Monday Night Football. I have the San Francisco 49ers winning 30 27 30 27 Niners. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so let's talk about the Browns. Um, their season is probably over, it, it, it's over. So I was just looking at the coaching, and you know, reports are coming out, rumors are swirling around that Freddie Kitchens may not make it this, he may not make it to the end of the season. Uh, you know, if they could, if they lose, if, I mean, I mean, I can, I can imagine if Cleveland loses to, on Sunday to Buffalo at home, go to two and seven. I can only imagine that you know his that Freddie Kitchens' head would be on the chopping board. And to be honest, I I, I know why he has the job, but I don't know why he has a job. I know why because he has a job because John Dorsey. Uh, Greg Williams was the interim head coach. Interim head coach last year. Greg Williams did a great job, um, and you know, th- Greg Williams does have a personality. And John Dorsey does not want that. John Dorsey wanted a guy that he could uh, manipulate. That he can. That he wanted a puppet. He wanted a puppet. He wanted a coaching. He wanted a coach and a coaching staff that he could uh, manage. That he could micro man. Yeah, he could manage and have full control over full control over of and Greg Williams wasn't going for that he hired Freddie Kitchens Freddie Kitchens was the offense he was the quarterback coach and then he went from head coach he had a great relationship with Baker now just looking at some of the jobs that will probably be available this season uh the Redskins job will be available this year the Atlanta job will probably be available this year the Denver job will probably be available this year. The Jets job will probably be probably be available. Uh, Miami not so much because Miami they kind of like the they, the front office like the guy. So and I quite honest I like him too. Uh, the Cincinnati job might be up for grabs. Jacksonville job might be up for grab grabs. And depending on how Dallas ends the season, that job would be up for grabs. So that's about seven, eight jobs, coaching spots that are for grabs. The Cowboys, out of all those teams, I named the Cowboys is the absolute best job. Uh, their rosters well complete. Uh, front office, even though Jerry Jones could be, 
we he he has his moments, his Jerry Jones types moment type moments. Uh, you can't you can't deny the fact that they this front office has done a good job these last few years with drafting, off season acquisitions, trades. Despite them not making a Jamal Adams trade, but that's neither here or there. But besides that, you gotta admit, you gotta admit it. You know, you you, you can love them or hate them. The Cowboys front office has done a good job with the moves, with the moves they have made. So by far, that is the best job that is out there. That's that that will probably be available. I don't know if it's gonna be available, um, depending on how the season ends. But that is probably the job. That's that's the best job that's available. Second of all, the second job, the second best job or opportunity out there is the Atlanta job. Atlanta is, you know, has a good good ownership, great owner, franchise quarterback and Matt Ryan, superstar wide receiver and Julio Jones. You get that combination, you can, you, you you're working with something, and then everything else in between is somewhat the same. Everything else in between is somewhat the same. But between the Redskins and the Browns, those are the two worst jobs. And I can imagine, I can take a good guess just being a, a Washingtonian and knowing how the Redskins operate. I could take a good guess that Dan Snyder, he's, he, he'd probably be willing to pay anything. He'll overpay to get a coach. So that leaves the Browns. I think this job, this Browns job, is the worst in the league. It's the worst. It's the worst in the league. And this is what I had troubles with, or this is what this is. These were my questions with Bake when Baker got drafted. It's not about him not being the guy. He could be good, but can he overcome bad and, and bad and incompetent front office decisions? Can he overcome mediocre to average or below average coaching? Can he overcome those things? Uh, my, my, my problem with Baker wasn't so much about his talent. Uh, his talent is, he, he, he's okay talent-wise. He's good talent-wise. He's a good quarterback. Doesn't have the biggest arm. Not the most athletic. But he's a good quarterback talent-wise. He, 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 can, he can make most of the throws and stuff and that, all that good stuff. But I worry about his character. I worry about his character, and I worry about the match. Does he match up with Cleveland? Does he match with the Cleveland, uh, the, the personnel, the coaches, the coaches? Does it, is it a match? And I felt like last year when Cleveland turned it around, they first they inserted Baker. When Cleveland turned it around, where they were playing inspired football, I felt is that Cleveland, they were they, like they know they knew who they were, and they know how. They knew how they were going to win football games on a weekend and week out basis under Greg Williams. I feel like they knew how to do that. And they, they, they knew their formula and recipe to winning. Now, with Freddie Kitchens, I mean, he's over his head. This whole year, he's been over his head. It, it, it's been, a, it's been a, a learning adjustment for him. But this is what I tell you. This would be Baker's fourth coach in two seasons. This would be Baker's fourth coach in two seasons. That's not a recipe for success. And these are the type of things that you have to overcome 
And I'm looking at guys like Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at guys like Patrick Mahomes. I'm looking at those type of guys. And I'm like, they're in good situations. They are perfect matches. They are in good situations. They are in perfect situations and perfect matchups. They fit they fit the personnel. Or if they didn't fit the personnel, the front office and the coaches were competent enough and smart enough to say, in Lamar's case, okay, Lamar, we know that you're not the best thrower of the football, but you are really gifted, and God has blessed you with tremendous athleticism, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna use your legs. I just haven't seen the type of I, I I don't Cleveland hasn't embraced that yet, and when they when 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 they were under Greg Williams, it was way much better. Way better. Way better. They look more cohesive. I'll see you guys next next segment. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. See you guys in the next segment. Okay, so I am back. Um, I talked about the Browns. Just discussed the Browns and Baker Mayfield and how fits match. You you must you got you gotta have the perfect fit in this league. So now that I'm talking about fits, uh, I want to talk about the quarterback position. Uh, there's some teams that's going to be going in some different directions as far as quarterback play. Uh, like the Panthers, they will be. Uh, it, it it would be wise for them if with you know for them to go in a new direction at the quarterback position. Uh, they can save up to approximately nineteen million dollars if they either cut or trade Cam Newton. And it seems like they're gonna stick with Cal Allen through the rest of the season. And Cal Allen and Will Greer is the future uh, franchise quarterbacks for the Carolina Panthers. I think certain, some some teams need to be looking in that way. Um, I look at Tampa Bay. I look at Tennessee. I look at the Chargers. Um, Denver. I guess you can throw Denver in there. Cincinnati. I look at teams like that. Uh, Chicago. Teams, teams like that. I look at. Miami even, My, yeah, Miami, those are teams that I think need to look, the next two drafts, the next two drafts, this year this year and next year, I think those are the teams that, those are some teams that need to be targeting the quarterback position with their first couple picks. Um, these next two draft, these next two draft classes are going to have some excellent quarterback play, excellent quarterback play. Um, I, I, I've been talking about the last few weeks, or for most of the season, I've been talking about the comp- contenders and playoff-bound teams, teams that I think are going to the playoffs. It's now talk about. It's now time to talk about teams that need quarterbacks and teams that's going to take their moves, that's going to take teams to the next level 
to where they need to get to so they can be in a contender or playoff bound conversations. So I think Cincinnati definitely needs to go in, a, in, a, in another direction. Uh, they're zero and eight. They haven't won a game yet. They'll probably be picking one or they'll be picking first or or, or second. Uh, they definitely need a quarterback. Andy Dalton is no longer the answer. I don't know who in the hell their backup is. So, I, I Cincinnati is a definite. They need to be looking at Tua Tagovailoa or Joe Burrow as a candidate for to to pick, or um, Justin Herbert as one of those guys for them to pick, even at one or two. Um, I'm looking at Chicago. Chicago need to definitely make a move at trying, even in free agency or the draft. They're trying to be looking to get a a, a guy. Um, Chicago may don't may they look at their roster. They probably like, hey, we're just missing that guy. So Chicago may not draft the quarterback, but I could possibly see them going after Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, uh, Jacksonville's fine with Nick Foles. They signed him. They gotta let that contract play out. Uh, The Chargers. I said it previous episodes ago about Philip Rivers. I think it's time for Philip Rivers to hang it up. I think and not hang it up, but I think the char- it's time for the Chargers to move on. You can't have nostalgia. Uh, Tampa Bay, I've I seen too much of Jameis Winston. I've seen the ups and the downs. I have too many of, the, this is too inconsistent for me with Jameis Winston. So I think those are some teams, Tennessee as well, with Marcus Mariota even not being able to stay healthy or the health is an issue or just his productivity. So I think those are just some teams that I needed to spotlight that need quarterback help going into like the latter part of the season. These are teams know that they they know they're not going to the playoffs. They have no playoff contention or hopes. So I think it's just time for me to just you know throw some teams out there that needed quarterbacks. Um, those are my picks. I gave you guys my picks. I gave you guys my thought on the Browns um, and how that thing and might blow up as far as the coaching staff but thank you guys for listening to another episode i am glad that i did this um guys keep clicking you guys are doing a good job with clicking the episode clipping the episodes every time they drop in a timely manner and i thank you guys for that and i am out adios and i'm done bro